Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. I'm the host, Steve Navarra, and we are back for week six of the NFL. And it is, and I dropped my phone, but that's okay because I have the stylus in the phone and it it fell out and it, it's getting loose because I, I dropped my phone probably. I'd say three, four times a week. That's why I bought the case. I digress. We are one-third of the way through the NFL season, which kind of hurts a little bit. I don't like thinking about it. I got to stop saying um as well. Danny, what are you up to? A nice little weekend of uh, football-related things. I do need to bitch about, I went on, so so last week to our, our dedicated listeners, you'll recall, in my picks, I gave you five, five different different uh, spreads that I loved, many of which hinged on a particular quarterback's status. And based based on the the quarterback things that happened, I went four and one in those five games. Obviously, only three counted for the podcast. Guess which one I fucking missed? The lock. So I've turned into Steve from last year. You can count on me to go two and one and miss the lock. So fade my locks, but hammer my picks. Also hit my draw of the week yet again. I think that's like five or six, six through through ten weeks. A lot of these are like three to one. So I'm I'm winning you guys some money this this year. <laughs> big big Steelers dub. Shout out Mitch Trubisky. We'll get into all that. Uh yeah, we've we've pretty much become a Steelers podcast <laughs> uh, as much as we've tried not to only talk about the Steelers majority of the time. We'll get into some some other teams, too, as we always do. Let's kick it off with the injury news. Dak medically cleared. He probably could have played last week, but they didn't want him to get embarrassed by the Eagles in primetime and him having two primetime games be his sample size for the season and sucking in both. Not a way to build his confidence. This is a much more favorable matchup this week. What do you got, Danny? Yeah, he's gonna be. He's definitely gonna play this week, is what it sounds like. Um, I, he, I mean, I, I, I think he'll probably be an okay like play if you, if you need a quarterback in your fantasy or whatever. I'm, I'm fine with playing Dak, especially there. You know, this is a great game to come back against the Lions defense. So I feel like he'll be pretty much a hundred percent have good value. Yeah, so we got we can get into Kenny, Kenny fucking Pickett. Um, concussed. Trubisky came in, looked like the Trubisk god we hoped he would be. Led the Steelers to made some huge plays. Well, I will I had to have a two minute rant later about about Trubisky in that fourth quarter because it was fantastic. Um, looked like a guy who was fucking pissed off, which was sweet to see. Just go off, King. Go, go, okay. Well, here's the thing. Stupid ass Mike Tomlin. If if basically came out and said like as long as Kenny clears protocol, then he'll then he'll start on Sunday night, which is just fucking ridiculous. Like it's the stupidest thing, especially after a big win. After like, there's no way anyone can objectively look at these two quarterbacks how they have played and think that Pickett gives you a better chance to win. And that's not even saying Pickett's gonna be a bad quarterback. He can still be your future. But like, but why do you why like why would you want to like if you do think he's your future? Why would you want to rush him back anyways and, and, and make him the next Tua? Like, it's just stupid. Trubisky, first of all, 
for him to come out and and play the way he did for these stupid ass yinzers that that have been booing him from day one. People people are, like he's getting lots of credit for the throws and the and the you know the the big third and sixteen, the big third and eleven that he converted just with with dimes, and then the the to ice it he had that that he kept the read option basically and like was like breaking tackles down the sideline like stiff arming dudes like running like a like a dude that was pissed off that he got benched for no reason but the, the biggest play the, the play that nobody is talking about is the freaking if if you listeners didn't see that game Pittsburgh gets the ball back after the they stopped Tampa Bay on the two point conversion they're up two Trubisky makes a couple nice throws. They 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 basically need like another another first down to continue to milk clock. Because if they if they punt the ball away, T- Tampa Bay is getting a field goal and winning the game. And not only that, this is gonna be longer than two minutes because I've I've opened up a can of worms. But I had to bitch about stupid ass Tom. At the end of the first fucking half, Pittsburgh's up uh, ten to six. All they have to fucking do. First of all, Tampa Bay doesn't even have enough timeouts to get the ball back. Like, Pittsburgh's backed up inside their own 20. And stupid-ass Mike Tomlin, for no reason. And then Kenny Pickett's old enough to know better. He's played enough football to know better than this. Like, they they threw a pass. And, like, you have to know, like, it's not there. Okay, I'm just going to eat it and, and slide or go down. And he throws the fucking ball away out of bounds to stop the clock and Pittsburgh fucking punts. They didn't even have to fucking punt. Like Tampa Bay has no excuse to have the ball back there. So Tampa, Pittsburgh punts. Tampa Bay gets the ball back, gets a field goal right before half cuz they they started with the ball in Pittsburgh territory. And as soon as that happened, obviously I'm heated. I'm screaming at, at the TV and my wife's yelling at me. And I'm like Pittsburgh's going to lose by a point or two points because they gave up that stupid fucking field goal cuz Mike Tomlin is the dumbest coach in the history of football. <laughs> And it's like, I mean, it's like, it's like Pop Warner things. Like, like middle school fucking coaches are not that stupid. And, and he just, he does stupid stuff. Like, I can't fathom how he can, he, he has to do this stuff on purpose because he thinks he's edgy and cute. It's like, like you have, you have to know better in that situation. Make way too much money to be that retarded. So I'm, 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 I don't even remember where I was in the, in the rant. But if you recall, there was a bad snap, a terrible snap. He just, he just, it didn't even get off the ground. Just rolled it beyond Trubisky's legs. And Trubisky sprints back, gets it, and out out wrestles two Bucks defenders for it. That's the play of the game because that's that was right before the the third third and sixteenth throw to Pickett, which great throw, great catch, great play. But if Trubisky does not get that ball back, like Tampa Bay has the ball at the twenty, and they're just gonna they're just gonna run the clock out and and kick the field goal. So Mitch Trubisky putting on that show for these fans that had written him off since snap one of day one and had chanted for Kenny the whole time. I, I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart because those fans, Pittsburgh fans do not deserve anything this year. The way that is ridiculous as, they, as they've been, but hey, what all, are you talking about? Danny, yeah, Kenny all, Pickett, it's his job. It's his job. He earned it. He didn't earn shit. His no, he's fucking terrible. And that's not to say he's that's not to say he's not going to be a good quarterback. He can still be your franchise quarterback, but he sucks now. He doesn't give you a chance to win now. His fucking numbers are terrible. He can't throw the ball downfield. He's he's averaging nine yards of completion. His air yards per pass are like his air yards per pass is like five yards per pass. Like he's just not. They he we we couldn't move the ball against the prevent of Tam, of Buffalo's second string defense. Like we couldn't fucking score. They're they're they have their starters out running prevent and we couldn't score. Like we I I I'll have to look up the advanced numbers of like points we've scored with Pickett versus with Trubisky, but it's not it's not even comparable. None of the numbers are comparable. Like Trubisky's 
uh, far it's, superior. It's the root of the problem is Matt Canada. The root of the problem is definitely Matt Canada. Yeah, and the offense is not designed to throw the ball downfield. But Pickett, Pickett completed. He fucking threw for sixty-seven yards on eighteen passes last week. Like, like if Bill Belichick had Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, uh, I think they would both be having a lot better seasons oh, right now. A thousand percent. I mean, Zappy looks like a freaking pro. Yeah, and and I know he's not as good as either guy we have. Uh, but it is what it is. That was about six minutes. Yeah, I got, <laughs> I got, I got heated. I got At least heated. the Browns so lost and the Ravens lost. Basically, Kenny Pickett's going to play this week. He's going to get freaking smacked around and probably hurt even worse. And Pittsburgh, after like two decades of, of laughing at the Browns and their quarterback woes and like, and doing this stupid shit of putting your injured quarterback back out there on a bad offense. Um, it's dumb, and but Pittsburgh's gonna do it. Well, and let's move on. <laughs> Sam <laughs> Sam Darnold finally designated to return from IR with that high ankle sprain. I uh, haven't seen any updates on Baker. Um, doesn't matter. Darnold's probably not gonna play. It's probably PJ Walker's job again. But regardless, who's out there, the Panthers are gonna stink. Carson Wentz uh, had underwent surgery for that. Uh, Finger fracture, I think, I'm assuming like a, a metacarpal fracture. I believe so. But, but I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't get a lot of details on this either. Obviously, you know, if it's something that needed surgery, it's something that had to happen, especially, you know, your, your throwing hand that's going to affect your grip and your ability to, to actually do your job. So, um, it's tough for Wentz. He's a, he's a notorious guy to play through, he, through injuries, so I, they're saying four to six weeks. I'd I'd say probably closer to that four week mark, but it doesn't really matter because Washington stinks, and Heineke's going to play, and they're probably still going to lose with Heineke. And so, what are they going to be? You know, one and seven, one and eight when Wentz gets back. So, who knows? Who yeah, who knows? Might 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 see some Sam Howell to close out the year. Get him a little uh, see what you got in the kid kind of action. Doesn't matter. Washington stinks. Their offense stinks. Doesn't really affect your fantasy. Well, it affects mine because I have Carson Wentz and John Dotson on my team. And uh, you have Carson Wentz and you haven't dropped him yet. He hasn't even. He hasn't even. He had ten points in a few weeks. Oh, he had uh, like thirty-five points though in week three, and then he's been hovering around twenty. Yeah, well, no, last looked, week he had five. <laughs> week week one he looked great when they lit up Jackson. It's a it's a two quarterback league though. Oh. Two, two, so he's my second. He, he had he had thirty eight, thirty four, week one, week two, and then he had eight, nine, twenty six, and four. Uh, well, yeah. So and then Kenny Pickett is my my third quarterback because I dropped uh, Davis Mills. So I'm just having a tough. I, I am two. I, I, I'm one in five. I'm one in five in that league. It's tough. It's tough. Tough friggin' day. And I have James Conner. <laughs> oh, that's the one you traded for Conner. I traded. I trade. Well, yeah, I traded James Conner and, or no, I traded Kyler Murray and C.D. Lamb for James Conner and Carson Wentz. But uh, Kyler Murray hasn't done shit either this year. Like he's actually had a pretty similar fantasy season to Carson yeah. Wentz. Murray, Kyler Murray has been so like disgustingly bad. 
Uh, I think Cliff Kingsbury's gone. Oh, he has to be. So that's quarterback talk. We're going to save our running backs for heating pad ice pack because the bulk of them are on the the fringe of playing, including James Conner. We'll get to that. Let's skip down to wide receiver news. Hollywood Brown out for, and they still haven't placed him on the IR. I don't know what they're doing because they're saying – Four to six weeks with a is it a Liz Frank sprain? Hey, it was it's a fracture, a foot fracture. So not a Liz Frank. They said a a small non-surgical fracture is, is <laughs> the, the only info that I got. It's, it came on the very very end of the game. Um, they they threw deep. It was fourth and a billion. They threw deep to him. Kind of had a jump ball, and the defender came down on his foot a little bit. So it's it's uh. I mean, it, it it's kind of could have been in that list Frank territory, but I don't know. I I I don't know. I don't know. It was. I mean, it's a he's not on IR yet. They're they're gonna hope he can come back right at the. Well, the Cardinals can't manage a bowl of fucking oatmeal, so who knows what they're doing with him? Sucks for well, Hollywood because he had been playing great. Yeah, well, and it was. I had him on this same team. I had him. I had a meaningless play too, where he gets hurt. They were down two scores with a minute left. You know, very, yeah. uh, very Tomlin esque. Well, just to stick with the, let's just, I guess, cover this Saints Cardinals Thursday night game here. We're gonna put the pod out tonight. So on the other side of the ball with wide receivers uh, on the Saints, I mean, Michael Thomas out, Landry still out. Who does that leave? I think. Taysom Hill is going to have a a big bulk of the targets. That's one of my tight end guru picks for this game. And Chris Olave, uh, you know, Cardinals defense pretty good. I think they could they could probably limit Chris Olave quite a bit because he looks like their number one target right now with all all the injuries. And then the real test is if they can stop Kamara. You got any thoughts on the the skill players? Uh, I like the Olave play. I think he's looked looked good, and he is obviously the number one. I mean, at Cardinal Arizona like Arizona's just bad. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from this team, this game, because both these teams are like unpredictable. I plan on having that game on in the background while I do something else. Really, this is the Thursday night games have never been good traditionally, and this year is no exception. Uh, to finish up with that game, Matt Prater is going to be a game-time decision. However, he has not practiced all week. Has he kicked a ball? I mean, if he hasn't gone on their practice field, is he kicking on his own time? The guy hasn't kicked a ball then in, in probably a month, and he's a game-time decision. Who's putting him out there without having him have practiced because did not practice to me means he didn't touch the field he didn't even like do uh drills on the side with with the ball there. yeah i would i would concur that I, I mean I, yeah i don't know Car- the, I, the cardinals are just like a terrible everything they do is stupid right now will they they're on hard knocks this year colts weren't doing too hot soon as hard knocks started they went on a tear Think they get a hard knocks bump? Maybe. I think I think Maybe. that's more of a distraction. And guess what else? Call of Duty comes out in two weeks. I think the open beta might be in ten days. So 
uh, that could just throw, legitimately throw a wrench in the plan. Uh, new video games coming out. Uh, they do get D Hop back this week, um, which will be a big, big boost. Speaking of D Hops, we got another another kicker update. Dustin Hopkins uh, wrote down the only impressive performance on Monday Night Football because I don't know what it is with these primetime games being like the shittiest games, but uh, nailed. Four field goals, I think it was. So he's he's gonna be out. They said two to four weeks with a hamstring strain. And yeah, if you watch that game, you watched him. He's kicking the field goals and literally like falling down as he's kicking them, and nailed them all. Nailed the game winner. That game was ugly, gross. I had Mike Williams, dude. My one fantasy league, non PPR. I'm actually I was up one point prior to Josh Allen. I have I have Josh Allen. He lost like nine yards kneeling the ball at the end. So I was up one point. I needed and until until I was, until he kneeled it. All I needed was I had Mike Williams. My other guy, the guy I'm playing, was done. All I needed was ten ten yards out of Mike Williams. He had one catch for eight yards through the entire full game and entire overtime. Justin Herbert threw fifty five passes. I don't know. I don't know what happened and why Mike Williams was like wide receiver four, but they just would not throw him the ball. The very last play of overtime, third and twelve, they throw a little five-yard dump to Mike Williams to to get me the win and get them a little bit cl- closer in field goal range. <laughs> I was I was I'm like texting my buddies like pissed off. I'm like that's bullshit. What is what what's happening? But uh, so Mike Williams took him five full quarters to get me the dub. Uh, Dustin Hopkins, big big kick. I'm gonna miss a few weeks. Uh, if Matt, I don't know, did they sign a, a kicker? Because if Matt Amendola gets one more job. I'm going to probably freak out. That guy is, he's been on like six different teams and he's missed field goals for all of them. I have no clue. I haven't uh, re- uh, kept up on all the kicker news because I don't ha- play in any more leagues with kickers besides yours. And I just pretty much set set mine to him. And then DFS, I just kind of dart throw my kicker. And it's probably why I'm not very good at it anymore. Taylor Bertolet is their kicker. They're pulling other practice squad. Oh, I also had the note here. Uh, the oh, I, I did mention the Cardinal center and guard are also out for them on Thursday night. So Kyler Murray is down two starting linemen. I mean, he loves to just run around and make shit up anyway, so it might not actually affect him too much. But you know, that's the the middle though. Those guys, if those guys can tear through the middle and and get to Kyler, make him have to throw over top of them. Or or run out of the pocket. I, I like the Saints here, but I don't think I'm going to. I, I'll put the Saints in a teaser because they're plus two and a half. So if I put them in a seven point teaser, they'll be plus you know nine and a half, which I really like a lot more. I think that's good on all the news. We are tw- twenty minutes in, but let's keep it rolling then into heating pad or ice pack. This is pretty obvious to me to start here. Tua going to play on Sunday night. It looks like he was throwing. There is video of him throwing at practice, which I didn't think was allowed, but kid was throwing darts again, so not looking good for the Steelers. Uh, We'll see how they do it in prime time, though, and then we're not going to have to deal with that Miami Heat on the away sideline in the night game, which is nice. Uh, That 120 degrees over on the visiting sideline for those September games. Uh, genius architecture. That's a, a brilliant move on their part. What do you have on Tua? 
does not look good for Steelers, especially with the banged up secondary. Um, you know that I, I think last week was kind of a fluke as far as the defense was concerned. I, I Miami's probably going to shred Pittsburgh, especially if if uh, Pickett's in there and they're not moving the ball and the defense is on the field the whole game. The Waddle and Hill are just going to go off. Brady looks all right. I mean, some of those throws were. I mean, he's just his lines back. His lines bagged up. His. I mean, the whole team's banged up. The Tampa Bay's just not not good right now. But yeah, two. Uh, two. Interestingly enough, we talked about this right before the show. T.J. Watt put on his Instagram story a picture of him in his practice gear. Whatever um, subliminal message that is. Has not been designated to return yet. It has been, what, five weeks now? Going on six weeks since his injury. Um, so that, like, you know, four to six week mark, we're getting towards the end of that. Obviously, Pittsburgh will be stupid to, to rush him back. He's your entire franchise right now. Hasn't been designated to return, so I, I doubt we'll see him this week. Maybe Maybe next week, if they designate him this week, maybe he'll be active by next week. But it's not going to slow down Tua. I'm a heating pad for Tua. Sizzle, sizzle. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we Mac Jones designated to return. Quite been questionable, like every other Patriot, all the time. Tough choice here for for Bill, I guess. But I, I you kind of got to go back to Mac. It was his job to lose, and he was performing well enough to to not warrant a firing quite yet and, and to allow him to come back from injury because uh, although you know i don't know he's been known to just go with what he thinks is best and if uh zappy is the hot hand which he is then uh we might not see mac again this week i would stay away from it i think he'll be more of a game time decision news type of thing so i think he's worth some dfs plays because no one will be on mac jones so he is definitely a a tournament play just for leverage and that's my take on it if you have nothing else you can yeah, move on I to think mac Taylor will be Heineken. back this week i also thought he would play last week so um i i expect him with a full week of practice to probably play zappy's obviously been impressive but he'll get he'll get figured out i mean this is a guy with a rookie not a lot of film on the guy. I mean, so you know, he'll defenses will start to figure him out. Mac definitely is, has gives them the better chance. I don't think he's a good fantasy option at this point. So ice pack in that regard, but I do think he's back this week. Heineke ice pack not worth play. I don't think Wentz was worth a play. So Heineke's not going to be better. Um, that's that's all I got on the quarterbacks. What do you, what do you think about Heineke? I I do. I like him for DFS as well, just because same exact reason. I don't think a lot of people will be on him, and he does have a high ceiling for his price lower on, price on, tag on, in, in the five thousand range. I mean, Wentz, Wentz failed to get uh, you, ten points three of the past four games, so I don't think I don't like the Heineke play. We'll we'll see how it plays out. You can listen to Steve, but for me, for me, it's a big ice pack. I hope not though. I like the kid. He played hard when he had a chance. Well, while Steve's looking that up, we can move on to on to running back here. Connor, James Connor, still not practicing. I think he'll play this week. Eno Benjamin, full practice. Um, I, but I I don't expect it'll probably be a committee kind of backfield. Um, limiting touches on their on their guys. So 
I'm a I'm a ice pack for the for the forty not forty nine I can't even talk Car- Arizona Cardinals whole backfield well especially on a no they're <laughs> playing they're playing Thursday Connor probably missing the game then on a short week I, I yeah. take that back but regardless Arizona's well I mean if if Connor's out then yeah then plug in Eno Benjamin he'll be on your on your daily fantasy stuff he'll be worth the price tag good good. Good flex pick. Yeah, for those Thursday night captain showdowns, uh, I'd say Gino Benjamin is a fine selection, especially for cash games. He's, a, I think, a cash lock in my opinion. I will be playing some lineups for that because if you want to, your best chance of making money on DraftKings, in my opinion, is those uh, sh- single game showdowns because. If you're if you're listening to this, you probably have a good perspective on football and NFL season, and how you ha- you can create game theories in your head. So with the captain showdowns, you you stick with what game theory you think is going to happen. What, you know, one team A is going to run the ball, which is going to you know milk the clock, which is you know going to force team B to have to throw the whatever. You get it. You make a game script, and then you make about five or so lineups with uh all following that game script but having diversity you know in your portfolio to speak this might just sound completely obvious i don't know to you dan it sounds so obvious to me yeah i love playing a single game contest especially 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 when you're i mean i i'm even you know whether it's your best chance of winning or not, it's just fun because it's the game you're watching and you're you're seeing, you know, you don't have to flick back and forth between games to to find your different, see what your different players are doing. You know, everybody's everybody's players are all in the same game, so it's just more entertaining to me. Uh, yeah, T- Taylor Heineke is exactly five thousand dollars on DraftKings, so fifteen points from Taylor Heineke would get you triple uh, X, which. <laughs> Everything you'd want. Your goal is to find guys who are going to triple their value points to dollar ratio. I think Taylor Heineke can get you 15 points Sunday against the Packers. Mediocre defense. He he's a guy that slings it. And Carson Wentz was 5,200 dollars. But it's like Taylor Heineke coming in is just it, it gives the team a boost. I think it's just like a breath of fresh air in an otherwise shitty organization and Taylor Heineke seems like a, a more fun guy to have around than Carson Wentz. Like so. still haven't swung me. I like the JK play. J.K. Dobbins did not practice. Um, didn't get a lot. It was, it was kind of the Kenyon Drake show, so he's still not 100%. I'm going I'm to ice pack on J.K. Dobbins. Um, you know, if, you, if you're short on... That, I'm not playing him in DFS. If you're, if you're short on running backs, you know, in your fantasy leagues, he's, he's still a quality flex play just based on his potential ice pack here he's not going to live up to his to his value yeah uh i got kenyon drake for seven dollars this week and i dropped Jahan dotson for him i feel like that was a pretty good move no one else bid bid on him i I, you know i could have got him for one dollar that's crazy but people were bidding on mac jones and latavius murray well that's actually a pretty good pick up there yeah so whatever i'll I'll take uh i'm gonna plug in Kenyon drake this week on my team uh and and i'm guessing dobbins 
Wednesday is usually a, a day they don't practice anyway. It's kind of like an install day. So definitely keep an eye on Dobbins. I think he'll get uh, limited practice by Friday, but I think that means he's going to have a limited uh, workload on Sunday uh, if, if uh, Kenyon Drake's getting all the practice trips. So moving on to the Lions, DeAndre Swift limited at practice. I'd expect him to be back against this Cowboys team who has a elite defense, top three, top five defense, I, I, uh, my opinion. But, but DeAndre Swift is a special player. I'd say whenever he's on the field, he's worth a heat pack, but this is just a tough, tough spot for them. So I'm, I'm going to say stay away unless he's um, seasonal lineups. You might, you might as well plug him in because you probably don't have a better option as with your backup. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. He's going to be too expensive in DFS. Um, but your your fantasy leagues, he's I mean, the guy is explosive. Even he's always banged up. Even on his limited touches, he's always put up fantasy numbers. So definitely play him if you have him. But I wouldn't I wouldn't pay the price in your DFS. Uh, breaking news! Breaking injury news in the NBA: Darius Garland left the game with an eye injury. I cannot <laughs> find a video. But he is out for the rest of the game. Yeah, like, like this. When did this happen? Just now. So they immediately ruled him out. Out. Yeah. That must be must be bad. Must man. have got poked in the eye. Bummer. Back to football. Jonathan Taylor and Nakeem Hines limited at practice. I would say a divisional game here on the road at Tennessee. They need Jonathan Taylor back. If he is limited, that means. He's as long as he's saying I'm good to go, he's going to play. So if he keeps getting practices, stacking practices here this week, I'd fully expect him to play. I don't know what to make of his situation. The Colts fucking stink. Uh, I had a feeling they would stone gargoyle Matt Ryan. I don't like his spot here. I don't like uh, Jonathan Taylor coming off an ankle. Don't like it. I'm going to ice pack it here. If, I mean, if Jonathan, T- it's, it's the same thing basically as Swift. He's if if he's playing, you obviously have to plug him in regardless. Um, but DFS, he's going to be too expensive to to spend that much money when he's banged up. I put him in that same boat. Don't don't play ice pack for your DFS, but in your fantasy leagues, you obviously have to play him. Um, moving on, another another interesting one. Uh, we talked about Latavius Murray being a hot waiver wire pickup this week. Melvin Gordon, uh, I'm an ice pack for the, obviously Murray is a good pickup and kind of just wait and see. I'm an ice pack for Melvin Gordon, but he was liking some tweets about, you know, getting traded from Denver. Then they came out and said Melvin Gordon is, is the starter for week seven. So I, I have no idea what any of this means. I don't know what to expect. I wouldn't, the Broncos offense stinks. The running backs stink. So I don't think any of their running backs are worth, worth a start. I think they're worth stashing on your bench and kind of seeing who, you know, what where it goes from here. So I wouldn't quite drop Melvin Gordon yet because apparently they're going to start him. But <laughs> they might start him for one possession and then not play him the rest of the week again. So I have no idea. But I wouldn't drop him just yet. But he's an ice pack for this week. Yeah, I would say he was never – he was a, a best ball pickup here and there for me, but that was about it. And – I did not like him for a seasonal league because I thought he 
was only going to have a few boom weeks and you didn't know which ones they were going to be. So yeah, ice pack for sure on him, even when healthy wide receiver Keenan Allen. I think he'll pra- uh, play this week because he's uh, limited at practice. Again, he's been stacking practices. Like I'm saying, uh, I'm going to start using that phrase a lot more. Keenan Allen, if he's in, they they need somebody to throw the damn ball to. Uh, Mike Williams can't do it all. So veteran guy, he'll plug right back in. And if he's if he's good to go, then he's gonna he's gonna do well or at least get targets. He's gonna get targets, which is what you want in fantasy. Heat pack, what do you got? I don't understand how bad like how the Chargers are just so bad right now either. This is just a weird NFL year. Like, their their offense has looked... I mean, I know Herbert's hurt, but, like, I don't know. I don't know. If Keenan Allen's in there, he I, I don't think... He, I don't think he has, like, huge, like, boom potential. But he's your, he's going to be a consistent, like... like He's just a consistent... He's going to get his five or six catches, at least. You know what I mean? And then he's never going to go off for yardage. So, I, I don't think he's... Uh, I, I think in DFS, he's a guy that's often overpriced, overrated a little bit. Yeah. I'm a ice pack from a standpoint of like if you need like a big time receiver i don't think he's gonna be that guy but obviously you know he's at least a flex play in your fantasy leagues like he's you're not gonna put keenan allen on your bench uh here's a good example of if you're playing a showdown a single game showdown of just this game which you can do any game on the slate a single game showdown the problem is uh unless it's a prime time game they're not going to be for a whole lot of uh, big payouts or anything. Ke- uh, Keenan Allen should be in like two of your five lineups that sh- that you make for like a single game showdown because he has that potential for. He's got like a two out of five chance to to pop off and be the top producer of the of the game. I found a uh, I found a Darius Garland video. I'll DM it to you. But he getting the inbound pass just literally just gets mauled straight Ooh. in the eye. Like straight, straight in his left eye. Apparently, they didn't even call a foul. Of course, based on one one random tweet I saw. I I can't confirm that though. It could have just been an, an angry Twitter guy. <laughs> Seems believable. Uh, another angry Twitter guy is Robbie Anderson, and he <laughs> is being traded to the already toxic Arizona Cardinals. So he should fit right in, and I think you know. That's now a crowded wide receiver room. He's a guy that wants the ball. So uh, I don't know what to make of that either because that's going to be tough when Marquise Brown comes back and then D-Hop is healthy too. So you've And then Rondell Moore. So now you've got four receivers, four capable receivers fighting for three spots and wide receivers are greedy people. I don't think uh, – that's not something you want too many of because they all want the ball and their, their income or their um, value to the team does rely on mostly how, how often they get the ball and what they can do with the ball. So I don't think it's a great fit. The Cardinals are already a disaster. I don't see this helping the Cardinals Uh, ice pack, Robbie Anderson. I don't think he's worth a pickup if he's on the waiver wires. D hop, obviously completely. I completely agree. Yeah, I, I mean, this is, in my opinion, just a terrible trade, a, a dysfunctional team already trading for. Well, the Panthers are like, you're going to give us two picks for Robbie Anderson after we just kicked him yeah. off of our own sideline. 
<laughs> they, uh, they, yeah, I mean, so I expect Rondell Moore getting healthy. He's looked good the past two weeks, so I expect him to kind of slide more into that Hollywood role. Um, obviously, D Hop being back, I, I didn't. I, I'm, I'm a big heating pad on D Hop now with with uh, what's his nuts being out. But I was, I was kind of a little uh, lukewarm on. I didn't, I didn't think he'd come right back and like be the guy immediately. But with Hollywood out, he obviously has to. But yeah, Robbie Anderson, I don't think he has any value. He's always been, um, he's all, just a guy that's always underachieved, kind of in his career. Um, the a crowded receiver room, especially with Ertz, you know, he's going to be the number four target if he even plays. He might not even be active right away. So definitely ice pack. I don't think he's worth a pick, a pickup when, when Hollywood does get back. You know, he's going to be the fifth option at that point. So, and Kyler Murray's just not throwing the ball well enough this year. So the receivers weren't really, I mean, Hollywood's having a good season, but outside of that, like, they didn't really have a great wide receiver too. So I don't think Robbie Anderson's going to be that guy at all. Ice pack, uh, heating pad for D Hop. Who's the next guy? What you think on D Hop? Yeah, simple. Put play him, put him in, pay up for him. Maybe his first game back though. Eh, kind of tough. I'd go, I'd go light on the DFS aspect, but you definitely have to have him in a couple lineups for tournaments because he does have that high high ceiling he's been chomping at the bit you know to to play and he's a guy that will just go get the ball even if he's covered let's move on tight end guru already gave you Taysom hill at the top for thursday night but on the main slate bob tanyan aaron Rodgers doesn't know which wide receiver he can trust he doesn't really like any of them besides randall cobb but randall cobb is basically a grandfather and Bob Tanyan is all reliable for Aaron Rodgers. I think he feels very safe in the Bob Tanyan circle. So Bob Tanyan going to be a tight end top five this week and has the chance to be the top top dog. Anything else uh, fantasy football-wise before we get to segments? That's, I got, I'm good. I'm satisfied. Fantastic. Let's move on to draw of the week. MLS playoffs coming up. My NYCFC future is still alive. Kind of maybe should look at some hedging on that because, man, LAFC is probably going to win it all. I don't see any of these teams really being quite as good as them, but I also watch MLS like maybe two highlights a week. What do you got for draw of the week? I'm still looking here. Yeah, this was a this was a tough week for me. I'm sticking with the Premier League because uh, I hit it hit it last week. Um, so I'm going some Sunday Premier League action. Leeds United and Fulham Football Club, um, both teams that have a so both had a a hot start to the season and have kind of faltered off a little bit. Uh, both have a Thursday night game, well, Thursday day game here, but Thursday night for England. Um, uh, so you know they're both kind of gonna be a little uh, less fresh than normal, just just off the three days rest before they play again on Sunday. This is a game. It's an interesting game. It's the one we've all been waiting for. We got five Americans involved in this Premier League game. Kind of a an unheard of number. It's, uh, it's got to be the most most Americans. 
that have ever participated in a single Premier League game. So you got two players on each side and Jesse Marsh, coach of the, the Leeds United States. So uh, don't know who to root for. Don't know which side to root for. Want them both to win, so why not make them both tied? So that sounds like, just feels like a 1-1 draw. Go America. All right, I like it. Danny, red hot on draw of the week. I'm going to give you two here. And one is MLS playoff Sunday night, 8 p.m. Going to be on during the Steelers game, so there's no chance I will remember that this is on. But it's Austin FC versus FC Dallas, two Texas teams battling it out in the Lone Star State. A lot of Spanish people there, a lot of Mexicans love soccer, going to be rowdy crowd. Give me the draw, the full-time draw. Obviously, going to go into extra time for the playoffs. Very exciting. And then I had to go over to Champions League here. We've got some matchups Tuesday, and I am going to go with RB Leipzig and Real Madrid to have the full-time draw. Okay. Yeah. I Big, big result for big result for Red Bull there. That'd be being. There's always to see. one little surprise every Tuesday. That one. See what? Look up. Look up what the uh, what the uh, spread is on that. It's, the draw it's there plus two fifty. Like no, it's plus. Oh, oh, it's at it's yeah. at Red Bull then. Okay, that, plus yeah, two fifty for the draw, plus one ninety for Leipzig money line, and plus one thirty five for Real Madrid money line. So everybody's plus money. That's, wow. That's that's uh, regardless of them being home, that seems like the seems seems a, seems a, a generous spread for them. Yeah, what was that? Oh, the the wet. I wanted to say the 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 MLS West is interesting because you have the the LA showdown, LA and LAFC, and then you have the Texas showdown, like Steve touched on, and those both those guys. I, I like the draw the the extra time there because both those. Both Austin and Dallas won in in penalty kicks in the first round, so gonna be gonna be tired. My dog just yawned. That was real cute. If you guys heard, did did you hear my dog yawn or did that not get? I heard up? a noise. Uh... <laughs> might well we might have a, a guest. He might be the the guest of the week. Um, but yeah, I like I like that draw. Both teams are probably gonna be a little uh, a little tired from uh, playing 120 minutes last week. Uh, good segue into the. Uh, LGBT. Wait, yeah. are you done? Were you done? Did you have anything else to add? Okay. So moving on, moving on. LGBTQIA plus player of the week. Uh, another tough week. Tough week. Tough loss for my my boy. Um, but I do appreciate the the loss. Big win for the Steelers. Tough loss for Nassib. Did have a sack, tackle for loss, pass defended. So I gotta give it to him, Carl Nassib. LGBTQIA plus player of the week. Got to got to keep rolling with my Penn State boy here. I like it. And not a lot of competition out there. Still waiting. Still waiting on somebody to step up. If there, if there were though, he's he's earned the past few weeks. Having he's having a good year. Yes, indeed. Let's go to the greasy gambling picks. Jimmy five and zero in his last five locks. I think one, four. two, three, four, well, four. Yeah, he's- four and two, four and zero oh in his last four. Jimmy gave some very chalky picks this week. Uh, bad taste in my mouth. I don't like them. He 
I guess I'll save the lock for third. He has Kansas City minus two and a half on the road against the banged up 49ers. We forgot to mention that they're basically their entire starting defense is questionable. They are banged up. They're having a rough time. They had to spend all last week in the mountains of West Virginia playing two East Coast teams in a row. So probably nice for them to get back home, but got to be a little fatigued from all that traveling. So I think they're a little off anyway. I do kind of like the Chiefs there, but seems too obvious. Seems like there's some rat cheese there. Why are the Chiefs only minus two and a half against a banged up 49ers team? Kansas City getting 85% of the bets and 83% of the money. That is a huge red flag not to take that game. Let's keep moving on. He is taking the Arizona Cardinals minus two and a half Thursday night. The Cardinals missing two linemen, missing their running back, missing. Uh, they are getting D Hop back though. <laughs> they might get the D Hop bump, but Saints defense is still a respectable defense. Kyler Murray is a shithead. Uh, they are home though, which helps helps their case. They're better at home than on the road. Don't like it though. I don't like it. And then his. Lock of the week, trying to go 5-0. and oh, He is taking the also red-hot New York Giants. Plus three at the Jaguars. They are getting 85% of the bets and 80% of the money as, on Wednesday, as of Wednesday night. So the Giants, uh, public's all over them. I think they're overvalued. They're plus three on the road. That means they're basically winning the game, you know. And and are the Giants a six and one team? Is the, are the Giants a, a Daniel Jones a six and one quarterback? I I I don't know, but they have beaten some quality opponents. I think the Jaguars though at home uh, give them a run for their money. Let, let's go. Let's kick it to you, uh, Danny. What what are your picks? My, I'm not gonna shit on Jimmy because he's winning. So. He is. I'll I'll allow you to do the shitting on. I got three three more college picks for you again. Kind of like these ones. So I, I went all underdogs, got some big spreads. My lock, I got Iowa plus 29 and a half. They are they are gonna get slaughtered. Like they 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 cannot keep up with Ohio State at Ohio State. They have no chance of winning this game. But I I cannot believe this number. Iowa is giving up nine points a game. So even if they don't score, they might hold Ohio State under 29. So I, I can't see Iowa, this great defense, unless, like, is, like, Riley Moss hurt? Like, Iowa has a good defense. They, they have good DBs to shut down. You know, they're not going to give up huge plays. They slow it down on offense. I cannot see as bad as Iowa is. I mean, they're not giving up 10 points with their offense that can't stay on the field and they're just constantly punting. So... I cannot see Iowa losing by 30 points in this game. Doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense. Love that. That's my lock of the week. I'm locking it in. I can't hit these locks, though, so I probably just mushed Iowa. I'm terrible against Ohio State. Every time I fucking pick no. them to, to cover, they that's, that's when they almost lose. And then, you know, the exact opposite. When I pick the big spread against them, they fucking blow the team out of the water. So, you know, staying away, but 
I, I don't hate it. Iowa always plays them. It, I was not a team that's that's gonna lose by by thirty points. I mean they they gave up pretty. I think they've held every team to single digits. Well, no, Iowa State scored like thirteen or something. Other than Michigan, who still only scored twenty seven, and Michigan obviously just fucking yeah. But I, I could State. I could see Ohio State scoring like 24 and then you know a defensive <laughs> touchdown or yeah. and then and then boom there's your third they're not but they're, they're not giving up these like because i don't know if I I a team score. Just, oh, they, they can't they, they're not going to score a lot of points but they're not going to give up well if that's the case you're better off taking under 49 and a half points because you're thinking yeah, it's you going to be a, a 35 to 3 game or ohio state is a i i would i would uh, yeah, I, I don't let me talk you. Yeah, I but I think I think Iowa. I think like I was I was I was capable of scoring on Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State gave up twenty plus points to Toledo and Arkansas State. You know what I mean? So Iowa can score on Ohio State. Was that your last pick? I, I just I just like them to shut down. That, that was you, my first pick. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm talking a lot. So I also like the. Akron football zips plus 18 and a half on the road wagon wheel rock me mama like a wagon wheel I'm taking the Akron football zips plus plus the points um Akron stinks but Kent stinks too and are is Kent 18 points better than Akron I don't think so hammer it Akron football zips um and then another one I like I like Kansas Kansas plus eight two tough losses but even without their quarterback they played adamantly looks like there's potential Jalen Daniels is back this week. Their their stud QB, um, not confirmed. I saw on Twitter from some some Kansas guy that said he was limited in practice. So might have their quarterback last week. Even if they don't, Jason Beans looked good in in relief. I don't think Kansas wins outright, unfortunately, because uh, I really want Kansas to be continue to be good at Baylor. Baylor's not a blow you away kind of team. They've been in a lot of close games. I think Baylor at at home gives Baylor the edge, but I like Kansas plus the points here. So big underdog week for me. Lock them in. 3 and 0. I'm coming for you, Jim. <laughs> me and Jim are tied, but he's got me on the on the locks. What's the Are we having a punishment? We haven't we've been we, no one films the punishments except for except for me, so we we fizzle out of the I did the, I did the egg on the head, but no, I still haven't done the uh ranch water or the Milwaukee's best. I think that's all I ha- haven't done though. I think I'm only two behind. Yeah, we had we didn't even do punishment the last time. Well, I'm not gonna have to do one this week because my lock of the week is the Akron fucking zips. Danny and I both, and it's, <laughs> it scares me just a touch because it's just. But the the books do kind of slip on Mac games. I think Mac is where like. Teams cover the spread by like wild margins. It's not like the NFL, obviously, or or some of these Power Five schools where the margin of victory is very close to the spread. No, the Zips are not losing by three touchdowns in this game. They they do they get way too fired up for this game. This is the whole season. These aren't teams that have bowl you know aspirations by the end of October, basically. So this is the bowl game. This is the most important game of the regular season for these two teams. 
throw the records out the window, but actually don't because Kent State is only two and fucking five. Zips are only one loss behind them, and they really actually should have won last week when they fumbled the handoff in field goal range to end the game under two minutes, fumble the handoff with with a tie ball game, and they were inside their own 30 to kick the game-winning field goal. They they just had to run the clock down at that point. So they were really two teams that should be two and five. Had the Zips won last week, I think this spread is closer to like 13 and a half. 14 range so i think you're getting about four free points here so even if you don't win the bet which you will you know you pick the right side of things because fuck kent state fuck them all okay moving on sticking with college going back to the well with duke oh no well this was a twitter pick i gave out went four and oh on college football twitter picks danny and i danny with the uh, delicious Clemson orange uh, minus two and a half pick. They blew out that NC State team without their quarterback. <laughs> Syracuse orange, not Clemson. Uh, uh, I was looking at the word Clemson on our spreadsheet. Fuck. You know what I meant? Danny, I knew what you meant. What <laughs> and he corrected saying. me. Thank you. Well, that's that's it worked out. Uh, but anyway, going back to the ACC overs here, Duke. The U in Florida should be fair weather. Not going to be too hot now in October. Over 58 and a half points. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And finally, one I don't love too much, but fading Jimmy because I don't think he can go 6-0, and or I'm sorry, 5-0 and in his locks. And all the public is on the Giants. I am taking the Jaguars at home. Duval, minus three. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has an exceptional game. He he gets back into the oh, maybe I should keep him on my fantasy team column instead of uh, booting him for you know stream streaming my quarterback. I guess you're probably not even playing him, but in my two quarterback league, he, he's in my other two court. I'm in two two quarterback leagues. He's in my. Uh, so I need this, Trevor. Don't fuck me. All right, think think that's it. I like the Giants there. It seems weird that Jacksonville's a favorite in that game. The more that I'm looking at it, but trap line, trap line. I'm calling it Jaguars win. Right, and it's like the 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 Giants. If they're really that much better, why aren't they you know favored on the road? Seems too easy. So yeah, uh, I I do. Also like the over in uh, Detroit and Dallas. There's one other one. Oh, Virginia. Another one I like, but I was scared to take. Virginia plus three and a half. Thursday night. If you want to get a Thursday pick in, Virginia plus three and a half at Georgia Tech. I like Virginia. I like that. We'll add that. Right, that's my bonus, my bonus pick of the week. We, we will add that to our... Twitter when we post the graphic. And then we're going to start doing... Saturday morning, either Friday night or Saturday morning, college football picks, and we're going to do Sunday morning NFL picks for everybody. Hopefully, you know, you can retweet that, help us share those. So far, we're doing pretty good. Like I said, 4-0 on the college, 3-3 and on the NFL, but the underdog money line play came in with the Seahawks. So 
we're we're not too bad at this. We're not we're not good. We're not bad. We're you know if you ride with us, you're gonna have just a nice steady ride just right down the line. Semi pro. We're semi pro. Hey, you know a pro a pro sports better. Uh, his goal. This is the old adage: is sixty percent. If you can win sixty percent of your bets, you're covering the vig, and you're you're in the profit column so you can just keep building your bankroll if you're always hitting 60 percent, you're always going to be making money 60 percent of the time it hits every time <laughs> and, and don't forget to uh check out danny's poll on twitter been been right on a lot of things not enough people argued with me this week uh i think you gotta seek out this. some arguments Lots of uh, lots of uh, ranked matchups again. It's been a crazy and awesome college football year. It's been been real fun. It really has so, been good college football a, this year. I have a hot poll coming out this week. Uh, get on there, and argue with me. You, I'll tell you why you're wrong. UFC pay per view midday. Oh, Sugar Sean Sean O'Malley's fighting Peter Yawn. Yeah, Peter Yawn. Uh, are, are, be, are you going to bet it? Up. Sean O'Malley's two to one. He plays minus my, or plus two twenty. I saw. Yeah, He's, I probably won't. Cause if I, I, I don't like to. You know, I don't like to make emotional bets. Yeah. Well, you Peter know, like, Yawn is the I, better, do I, more well rounded fighter. Do I think fighter. he's going to win, or do I just want him to win? You know what I mean. So I'm not. I'm not going to put money on it. But Sugar Sean O'Malley, my boy. I hope to run into you again one day and be like, remember that one time. <laughs> Uh, I, I do love my close personal friend, Sean O'Malley. <laughs> uh, I love uh, Makhavev in the main event against Oliveira. And I, I like Al Jermaine Sterling as well. I think he's elevated his game. He has uh, evolved. What's that? Agro. He's, he's, he's turned a new page in his career. So the Sterling Makovev parlay on FanDuel pays plus one forty-two. Come on, people, that's an easy, easy two-team par, two-guy parlay there for your midday. Hell, put a, put fucking LSU in there too. What's that bring it to? Let's put LSU in with those two. We're gonna do the cross, the cross sport parlay. Steve's cross sport parlay. LSU minus one and a half. Now you're at a plus 360 parlay. So 20 bucks, just a 20 spot wins you 71. So not bad. Uh, do that. But above all, stay healthy, America.